The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey is a leading provider of advanced reproductive technologies, sharing its knowledge with you. It's time for Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. Problems with the endometrial lining are one of the leading causes of infertility in women. If you've had implantation failure, there is a test available that can help evaluate a woman's endometrial receptivity from a molecular perspective. This advanced technology is a personalized genetic test to diagnose the state of endometrial receptivity in the window of implantation. My guest today is Dr. William Ziegler. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility and is the medical director of the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ziegler. So we've got a heck of a topic here today. Let's start by explaining to listeners, what is the endometrial lining? What, what really is that and how is that related to fertility or infertility? Well, we have to understand that when an embryo gets into the uterine cavity, whether it is put there through in vitro fertilization or whether it gets there naturally, the uterine lining really needs to be prepared and has to have the right components so the embryo can basically, as I refer to it, zipper into the uterine lining. When an embryo breaks out of its shell, because we actually do hatch, there is a shell around an embryo, it does break out. And now the embryo has to basically, if you think about a zipper, those teeth have to kind of mesh together. The question that we always have is how prepared is the uterine lining. In the past, the way we used to look at the uterine lining through in vitro fertilization cycles or even other fertility treatment cycles is we used to look look at the lining through through using an ultrasound. And we want the lining to be a certain thickness, we want it to be a certain pattern, and those are indirect measurements of what does this lining mean to us. And if it's too thin, then we think it's not going to be a good lining and we have to change a a patient's medications or protocol to improve it to make sure that it gets to the right thickness and the right pattern. But we're finding that now, even if the lining looks okay, it may not be ready yet. And there, you basically have a very small window that the embryo has to implant. And you want to make sure that, that the uterine lining is right where it needs to be so the embryo can implant. So then you explained a little bit about how you used to look and see if it was ready. So what are you doing now? What is this ERA biopsy, the endometrial receptivity analysis? How does that help determine if the lining is ready as it were? Years ago, we used to look for um, adhesion protein. These were uh, molecules uh, called um, cohedrins and integrins. And that test that we initially used years ago was not an accurate test. At this time, we are able to look at the uterine lining on a molecular level and to see whether or not it has the DNA or the markers to tell us that that lining is receptive. We use this treatment or we use this test to assess the uterine lining in those women that have had uh, recurrent pregnancy losses or those that are just having implantation failures with in vitro fertilization by augmenting or adjusting or supplementing a woman's hormones, we can basically make that lining receptive. So it does help improve implantation rates, pregnancy rates, and then as well as pregnancy outcomes. So what technology is used with ERA and how long does it take to get results? Well, we have to kind of really take take a step back. The way that we actually use 
the endometrial receptivity assays, we actually put a patient through what's called a frozen embryo transfer cycle where we basically shut down their ovaries and we give the patient back estrogen and progesterone. And they're on a certain protocol. And after a certain number of days of progesterone, we then sample the uterine lining, and that's by taking a little catheter, it's called a pipel, and we basically scratch the uterine lining. We then send that sample to a lab, and they analyze it for DNA markers to see if the appropriate DNA markers are actually present. Well, we get the result back usually within 10 to 14 days, and what it actually comes back is the, the report will tell us whether or not the lining is receptive, meaning it's, it's right where we need it to be, or it could be post-receptive, meaning that we missed the window, or it's pre-receptive, meaning it's just not ready yet. The report that we get actually tells us what to do with those medications. How do we adjust them so we make the lining perfect? So when we put back embryos with in vitro fertilization or with a frozen embryo transfer cycle, that we know that that lining is perfect, that we know we're putting the embryo back at the right time, the right components are there, so that maximizes the implantation of that embryo. So Dr. Ziegler, when is this receptivity mock cycle recommended? You mentioned that if there was implantation failures or unexplained recurrent pregnancy losses, how many? I mean, when would a woman be able to request or would you suggest this type of procedure? Well, like I mentioned that we do it for our patients that are really undergoing a frozen embryo transfer, which, which they have embryos frozen with us. And if they had a prior cycle and they did not get pregnant and we were able to freeze embryos, then, and then we discussed proceeding with this type of analysis. Or if they, they went through an IVF cycle and they had a pregnancy loss. So this is a way of us really, de- really determining what is the recipe, I guess, for a woman's uterus. We know that not every woman's uterine lining is the same. By doing this test, we have found that there's marked variability of receptivity. When is the uterine lining receptive for each woman? So this is another way for us taking a look at as what I refer to as the black box of implantation because we can put back embryos and we can make sure the lining looks good and still implantation does not take place. By looking at receptivity, now we're putting back a good-looking embryo into a uterine lining which is receptive. So you're maximizing those two windows for implantation. So clearly, as what you have explained to us, that this assay can give you the information that you need to help with the endometrial lining, but does the ERA analysis itself help with the lining based on the procedure or the biopsy, what you're doing in there? I think what you're, what you're, what you're kind of getting at is, does disturbing the uterine lining help with implantation Yes, alone? exactly. And, and there's been some studies out that have shown about the scratch technique. And there has been, the data is kind of really just all over the place. There's more data out using frozen eggs and how uh, implantation rates may be higher in using frozen donor eggs. And, And it's true that it may be beneficial that scratching the uterine lining increases growth factors that may help with implantation. But those studies were done when the scratch technique is done around two or three weeks prior to somebody going through a treatment cycle. The the endometrial biopsy we do for the ERA is done basically probably around a month to a month and a half prior to us putting back embryos. 
the data on that is less clear, but could it benefit implantation by just scratching the uterine lining? That is a possibility. And with the additional information that we need to adjust hormones to improve implantation, I think it's just beneficial for the patient to have that test done, whether it's from the effects of the scratch technique or whether it's from us adjusting their protocol based on the ERA assay. That's so interesting, Dr. Ziegler. Are there, are there certain women for whom this is not an available procedure? That is available for everybody. However, for somebody who is going through IVF for the first time, I don't think this is, this is really a necessary test. I think it is, uh, you have to look for an indication to do this. Insurance does not cover for the analysis to be run. That runs around $800. Most patients have coverage for fertility treatment, and therefore this would be covered. And even if they have a diagnostic policy only, then this would also be covered, mainly because you're trying to to diagnose something. It's just another test that we have to take a look at areas that we can basically fix if there is a problem. So then give us a summary, Dr. Ziegler, of this particular procedure test, whatever we're calling it. It's an ERA biopsy. So it's an analysis. Explain to the listeners what you want them to know about the availability of this test, who should have it, and why they should come to the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey for their care. Our practice strives to be on top of the most current treatment and the most current diagnostic testing that's out there so we can improve pregnancy outcomes for patients. This test was developed, I guess, around seven years ago. Around two or three years ago, bigger centers started to use it, and the studies started coming out where this may be beneficial for some patients. For those patients that should be offered this test are those that have had unexplained recurrent pregnancy failures, those that have had failed IVF cycles, even those that just may have only one or two embryos left frozen, you want to give them the best opportunity to implant. This is another way to just facilitate implantation and to improve outcomes for a couple. I think this test is beneficial in those patients in which have a limited number of embryos and those in which you are concerned that there could be an implantation issue and it may be stemming from the uterine lining. Also, those that have had prior surgical procedures, they've had multiple fibroids removed that were close to the uterine cavity those that have had curatages or scraping and just of the uterus, that may be beneficial also. Um, There are some OB outcomes if you've had what's called a placenta accreta, where the placenta is very much embedded into the uterine lining and they had to manually remove it, then again, there may be a problem with the uterine lining. So this is another way of assessing that. We've had cases where we did this test and those, those DNA markers were not there. Despite altering medications, we have beautiful-looking embryos cryopreserved, but their lining can never get to the point where those markers are there that facilitate implantation. It's another test that's out there to help us help patients. Thank you so much, Dr. Ziegler, for being with us today. You're listening to Fertility Talk with the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. For more information, you can go to fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.